Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. This is National Carers Week. And I want to discuss it for a little while, starting with uh, Sabrina Boyd. Morning, Sabrina. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Now, you work as a home carer for your mum, and you also work with an agency, and you were the 2020 Carer of the Year. Congratulations. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. I know that was great to be uh, recognised for the work that we do. So, PJ, um, as you said already, um, I work for a company called Right at Home. Um, we're a home care company based in Wilton in Cork. And um, I'm also um, a shared carer to my two elderly parents who are 79 and 80. By shared, I mean we're a family of five. So I have two older brothers and two older sisters. So between us, we care for our two elderly parents who are who have a lot of health issues themselves, um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, gout, to name but a few. But I suppose being a carer's week, I just wanted to highlight the importance of um, us as family carers and home carers, especially during the pandemic, PJ. Yeah. You can appreciate that we put ourselves at risk quite a lot going into really seriously um, ill clients and um, patients. But not only do we put ourselves at risk, we put our families also at risk that we were going home to. And I just feel, PJ, that we were the forgotten people during this pandemic because if you if you visualise it, we kept a lot of people out of hospitals. True. So if it wasn't for us, our hospital and healthcare system definitely um, would have, there would have been an even bigger strain on the healthcare system as there was already. Mm. And I suppose being a professional carer has given me the insight in how to care for my own parents properly. Yeah. And I suppose no avenues I can explore if they require any assistance or if I notice any changes in them. How long are you doing this work, Sabrina? I mean, professionally. Um, so I went through a bit of a midlife crisis, PJ, and um, I went back to college um, to become a carer. Um, so I'm at this job about five years professionally. Right. But I've been doing it unprofessionally for quite a long time. Now, this is in my family. Um, my mom is also um, an ex-carer, and she also won Car Carer of the Year 12 years ago. Brilliant. Um, and my sister is a, um, a carer also, but she looks after people with um, adults with intellectual disabilities. And my sister, my other sister, Sharon, she works on a non-professional um, right. caring level as well. 
Now, there you were <clears throat> working professionally through the pandemic and having the, yeah. the obviously the risks that went along with that and then the risks yeah. of bringing it home to your to your elderly parents. Very stressful. 100%. I, now, I was reading in the paper this morning, Sabrina, where a lot of grades in the health service still haven't had their €1,000. Are you guys even entitled to that €1,000? I'll explain this. It's all up in the air as we speak. Right. As I work for a company that is not fully owned by the HSE, so we do have HSE clientele that we do um, attend to. We also have private clients that we go into. So there has been no talk. Will we receive it? Won't we receive it? Is it going to be for full-time workers only? Is it going to be for part-time workers? We don't know. So We're it still hasn't in even limbo. been discussed then? No, no, wow. no. No, and to say as a company that I work for, they can't even give you, um, they don't even know themselves. So this, like you're saying your employers have no idea whether they're going to be able to give you this because no one's telling them anything. That no, is- no, no. The information is not, like the information is there if you are fully employed by the HSE. Yeah. All the information is there for you. Now, they have said more than likely we will receive that payment, but nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you think about it, we were the people who kept the systems outside of the hospitals running during this pandemic. If it wasn't for us, our country would be in a bigger shambles than it already is. You're not wrong. We were going into patients who had COVID. We were going in fully gowned up, full PPE, going from one patient to another to another like you could Changing we were working in between, long suppose, hours yeah. like we were their family during the pandemic like we were the only face some people saw during this like outbreak of covid and you worked full sometimes time. their own family couldn't even come in to see them yeah, so like yeah. we were the only people that they saw if it wasn't for us should they have been inside in a hospital or they'd be inside in a nursing home or they'd be and what would that do that would just create bigger friction I just think our government have a lot to answer for and they need to appreciate people outside of the nursing homes, appreciate people outside of the hospitals who are doing an even bigger job than what they're doing in the hospitals and nursing homes and not putting them down. But like we are working long hours, going into dangerous situations, we're allowing people live independently, we're stopping people from going into the nursing homes, We're, we're saving the government a lot of money by doing the job that we're doing. No, I will say it is a very rewarding job yeah. and fulfilling job, but it's challenging at times. Yeah, yeah. But it's not—it's not something that I would ever not love to do. Yeah, you said. You and got I would—I would encourage. You said you got a bit of a midlife crisis and went back to it. Had, had you ever thought of it when when you were younger? Was this something you thought of years ago? Um, no, I suppose. When I was younger, I've always seen my mother. My mother used to work at the time for, um, they weren't called the HRC at the time. They were called, um, I think they were called the Southern Health Board. That's right. So my mom had worked for the Southern Health Board uh, going back like 40 years ago, if not even more. So I'd always seen my mom work in a kind of a, a caring role. And I thought it might be something that I would like to do myself. But PJ, when you're young and you're innocent, I don't think you know what you want to do yourself. So um, I actually w- was in retail for a lot of my life and um, I worked from the bottom right to the top up to management level. Nice. And I suppose when I reached a certain age, I just thought, this is not for me. This is not I want what I want to spend my life doing. Right. So I decided I would um, 
give up my job in retail. I would go back to college full time. I would study and do a VTAC level five in healthcare. And um, I never looked back. Good for you. So I, I I would encourage people, no matter what age you are, you're never too old to go back to college. Yeah. You and know, like you, fulfill you, your dreams. You no clearly what age. love the work, Sabrina, do you? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I, I think, PJ, I think if you didn't love the work, you wouldn't be in this job. You're, you're certainly, from what I hear anyway, you're sure not, you're sure not in it for the money. 100%. If you were in it for the money, there, there, there'd be no healthcare system. Yeah. And PJ, not only that, it's different how every healthcare provider is able to offer you a different rate of pay. Yeah. Like there's no thing in the government where every healthcare worker that does home help, that does home care, that we're all on the same bracket, we're all treated equally, we're all paid equally. It doesn't work like that. Well, it's not often you get an opportunity to do this on a programme like this, but because you represent hundreds, if not thousands like you, up and down the country on this National Carers Week, can I just finish, Sabrina, by saying thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. I appreciate that, PJ. Thanks a million. Cheers. That's Sabrina Boyd. It's National Carers Week. If you know a carer, think of them. Corks 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.